community. I am so happy to be here today bringing you part two of a three-part series that I am doing with professional coach Natalia Diane. So if you didn't catch us yesterday, yesterday was part one. I'm going to bring her on right here. Feminine and how they show up in the self. And today we're going to be doing part two, which we're both really excited to bring you, which is how they show up in business. Why, hello, goddess. Hello. How are you? I am so good. How are you? So good. So excited. Yes. How's your, uh, how's your, how's your day so far? How's your, how's your business day? How's your work day? <laughs> it's, you know what? It's been a good day. <laughs> it's just been good. It's uh, no complaints. How about you, babe? Awesome. I've been really good. I got a new background, a background here. It's beautiful. Yesterday you guys, you guys saw the cows from a different view and now I'm in a new space. We have a couple joining people here. Nathan, hello. Hello, Anthony. Welcome everyone. And just to let you guys know, this is a conscious conversation. So this is one of the reasons why Natalia and I wanted to come on live and really begin to, to bring this forth to you guys. Because if you guys have questions or comments we can't promise that we'll get to them right here but we definitely right. are are listening and we'll, we'll return whatever kind of questions or comments that you guys have and we want this to be active and engaged as well right yes absolutely please any questions that's like we want to know what your guys's questions are because especially with this topic with business there's probably a lot of things that are going to come up especially as we're bringing up this, these ideas of you know working with different energies and then also associating yourself more deeply into the work that you're doing like there's going to be questions, so drop them in so we can talk about it and kind of expand our understanding together. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. And also, please, you guys, if this resonates with you and if you're feeling what we're putting putting down and, and, and really resonating with what we're sharing, we love your shares. So if you want to share it out, that way more people can get involved in this conversation yes. as well. Yes, yes, hey. I love it. Okay. All right. So for those of you who don't know, yesterday we did part one. It was about masculine and feminine dynamics with the self. I really, really, really invite all of you guys to listen into that because that's going to give you a lot of understanding and how this mm. relates to everything outside. And today we're going to be jumping into business. And this is a conversation that Natalia and I had. Um, and we were so fired up and we were so passionate and so excited about <laughs> it because I don't know about you, but a lot of the clients that, that come to me are struggling in business right now. Do yeah. you find that as yeah. well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I've been noticing and actually right before um, just in preparation for this call, what was really coming up to me is I think people are feeling the disconnect between how they feel like they need to show up in business and how they feel like they want to show up in business. And so it's really, I think, you know, we're transitioning into a space of wanting to be more authentic and connect more with the way that we're showing up in our work. Um, so that's what I've been seeing a lot as far as like dissatisfaction in in. In that, and when you're dissatisfied, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna demonstrate itself in problems within the business itself. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a lot of different ways that that can look for different people. Like yesterday, we yeah. talked about how an imbalance can show up in your body. And I know a lot of people yeah. um, will come to coaching or any kind of coaching, whether it's wellness coaching or life coaching or whatever yeah. it is, because they're having some symptoms. They're having some, whether it's depression or anxiety or that it's manifesting physically in their body. And that's something too, that if you're having an imbalance or if you're having a resistance in any part of your life, 
that, like we talked about yesterday, that's your meter. That's your compass saying, Hey, maybe you're going in a direction that's not fully, you know, connected to, to what's best for you in this moment in time. Yes. So I love that you're bringing that up too. Okay. So authenticity, right? Like we cannot show up authentically in the work that we're doing anywhere in our lives. If we feel that sense of resistance where we have to hold ourselves back. Right. And anytime we're working or functioning from a place of should, right. And I think that later, um, in this conversation, I would love to talk about how we think we need to portray ourselves in the way that others are showing up, right? So we see like the way that other people are showing up in their work. And as a result, we like, we think because they're successful, we need to do what they're doing, right? And so we start imitating others in their, in their journey, right? And so as a result, we start feeling this resistance and pulling back within ourselves and within our work. And I think that that sense of resistance uh, makes it makes us incapable of presenting ourselves authentically, right? So they're super connected. I'm really glad that you brought that up. That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And I love that too. So something that I feel like is really strong in this place is a lot of people, what we're talking about is shifting paradigms, right? Basically, Mm. one thing that we mentioned yesterday was what what our experience has been in the last like two months, which was where both you and I had to really pull in in order to redefine and to be like, wait a second, what's real for me? What's true for me? What am I doing for others and not really doing for me? And how do I re-come back to myself and still show up in the world Mm. in the way that I want to in a way that feels really in alignment with me? And I feel like for a lot of people, especially in our generation, we're starting to realize, wait a second. The story that I've been told since I was a little kid of, hey, you need, to, you need to go to college, you need to get a good job, you need to work for the man or whatever, you need to have a stable mm-hmm. income, all of these things that I was promised would make me happy, and I went and I followed, and now I'm in a ton of debt, and I have this job that I don't like, and I'm working a nine-to-five, and I don't have freedom, and I get two weeks off a year, and I don't have time to spend with my family. All of these things are starting to build up, and people are starting to say, like, wait a second, is this really, this, is this the golden land? Is this what I, was, what I would have promised? Because it yeah. doesn't feel like what people told me that it would be. Right, right. And I think that it's so powerful, again, like just to kind of tie into our conversation from last night. And for those of you guys who weren't able to catch it, please re- like go back and watch it because we really prepared or set the foundation for today's conversation in yesterday's um, day one video. So we talked a lot about the feelings and, de- and really dialing into those feelings. And I think what happens is, is that again, we're kind of feeling pressured to live our, our lives and, and show up in our work in a certain capacity. And we're disconnected from the way that we feel. And then we, when we feel really bad, we feel guilty for the way that we feel, right? So we're like, oh man, I'm resi- <clears throat> I'm resisting my, I'm resisting my work. I don't want to show up. I don't want to be doing this. I hate that I spent all this money on an education that I didn't even value, right? I have to That's be stuck huge. in a job that I don't even enjoy, right? It's not even, we don't feel associated and we don't see ourselves. And I think this is huge. What I see so much in the work that I do with my clients is that they're not reflected in the work itself right and because either again they're showing up in the way that the world they feel like the world is telling them to show up or they're trying to imitate the way somebody else is showing up nowhere in that experience are they present right and so what's happening is they're feeling like we're talking about manifesting like either again physiological symptoms right where they're their bodies are in pain or they're gaining weight or they're feeling low energy. They get chronic fatigue. You know, they can't seem to experience the happiness or joy. Right. And it's because literally they're not allowing themselves to tap into what they're experiencing and then say, Hey, maybe this isn't what I want. And then on top of that, give themselves permission to want something else. And I think that is huge. Like what happens is we feel bad and then we feel guilty. And instead of allowing that 
feeling of dissatisfaction to say, well, maybe there's something more that I could be doing that would make mm -hmm. me happier. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, do you work mainly with women or do you work mainly with men? men um, it it's like actually, 50 -50? it's right now it's about 50, 50. Yeah. I actually thought I would be working more with women. And then mm -hmm. just like you, I find myself because I think we both can hold that space for men. I find myself working with men as well. And yeah. I'm really glad yeah. because I, you know, that space needs to be created for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and the reason why I asked that was because um, sometimes I feel like in general, oftentimes, sometimes the masculine can, can step in and, and mm -hmm. assert the boundaries and say like, no, mm -hmm. this, is, this is what I want. This is what, but it depends on, it depends on everyone, right? A healthy masculine understands the relationship to, to themselves and to, yeah. to, to their worth in a way. Yes, you know, I feel like a lot of times right. women, because we're so in the feeling body or the feminine, more feminine um, resting in the feminine type of beings are more in the yes. feeling body. We can be yeah. more fluid and we can not have as strong as boundaries sometimes. And mm -hmm. sometimes that can be great, but also sometimes that can be really painful. And I know previously when I worked with women more, it's weird how it fluctuates. Sometimes I'll work yeah. with women and then it's 50 yeah. 50 and now it's more men. It's, I'm just like, okay, whoever's ready, I'm ready. You know, yeah. but, um, <laughs> whoever the universe is guiding <clears throat> to you, right? <laughs> yeah. Whoever resonates with our messages is going to come yep. regardless. Yes. Exactly. But um, I, I felt for a while when I was working with women, um, a lot of times, because oftentimes in the workforce, it can be more male dominated, especially in specific areas like yes. technology. I used to live up by Silicon Valley. So tech was a very big one. And a lot yeah. of times their boundaries because women aren't paid less. And also, um, they, they, it's more of a masculine dominated, which is a stronger energy. Women can sink down and not really hold their worth in their work and then feel guilty. Like you said, the guilt and the shame can come up a lot is what I've noticed. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, is that I think what happens and again, just to, I'm so glad we're tying in the masculine and feminine into this topic, because what happens, at least what I'm seeing with women is that women feel like they need to show up more masculine. Right. And so like, yes, on the one hand, their feminine, right. The feminine has not been honored it, it, in either in either nor men or women right so yes, the feminine has yes. just been so deeply suppressed but then women on top of that are projecting this masculine energy out because they feel like that's what they need to do and again that is disconnecting them as well so yes. it's like it's really creating such a, an emotional disconnect and discord and i and i mean to to add to the dissatisfaction of the workplace right like if they're already not liking their job right and then on top of that they feel like they're again completely disconnected energetically right yeah. no wonder people are, feel like depression and sadness and really just feel like it starts to become it starts to impact their relationships right yes. their families like it, it just I, I noticed because I'm in the Bay Area right now and I feel like on top of like the economic pressures just to be here, right? Just yes. to live in this area, yes. then to be disconnected energetically from yourself. And then on top of that, feel like you're not satisfied in the work. It's just, yeah. it's just a recipe for disaster. And I see people literally just sunken down. Yes. And I don't think that's what we're, we're not meant to be living this way. That's not how yeah. we're designed. We weren't meant to, to live life in that capacity, you know? Yeah. And another thing that I've, I see a lot in the Bay and being in India has really created this awareness mm. for me is we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but the do, 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 busy, 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 go, 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 go. It's like, yes. I'm so busy. And I'm sure you feel, I even feel the difference between San Diego where you live in the Bay. It's like, it is still different. It's like, yeah. wow, in the Bay, it's like this. It's like, yeah. if I'm so busy, then I don't have the time to feel what mm. it is that I'm actually feeling. So yep. I don't have to be real about what it is that I actually need to do in order to yeah. get to where I want to be. And it's like, yeah. it's almost like this busyness war. Like I lived in, in, in Berkeley area for a while and it was like, 
wow, the busier you were, the, the, the more success, like the, the more like cool, I don't want to say cool, totally. But, you know, it's like you you're get perceived for, as like, being more successful, right? Yeah. And it's like, wow, when I came to the, and this is maybe something that kind of also happened to you at the end of last year was like, when I came to India, you can't work like that. Even if you wanted to, you can't work like that. Yeah. But I was actually given the space and the permission to just be. Yeah. And what we talked about yesterday is if you don't have the time and the space to just be, yeah. you don't know who you are or what's real for you or what's alive for yeah. you and what wants to come through you. And yeah. so in this world where so many people um, are, are when they really sit with themselves and they ask themselves, am I fulfilled right now? Am I truly, if I were to die tomorrow, do I feel like I'm living in alignment with my soul's purpose? Yeah. And if yeah. many people say no, it's like, okay, use this as an opportunity to, to create this awareness and not have the blame game like we talked to yet or the self-pity game, but be like, wow, okay, again, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, you can still make the same amount of money or you can make less money and be happier. It's yes. about having a different perspective on what it is you really want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you, first of all, I love that you brought up fulfillment because I think that's something that people are wanting, but they don't know what it feels like. Like what does fulfillment yes. feel like? And I think yes. as we're moving into this, this new paradigm, right, as we're shifting into this new space where we're kind of, we're ready to leave the old structures. I think everybody, again, everybody is feeling the resistance to the old structures, right? They're coming, everybody is burnt out from showing up, at least in the Western world, right? From having to show up in this, like constantly driving, right? Constantly just producing, um, into a space of flow. But the thing is, and, and what, what comes up to me as I'm listening to you is that we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to, or permission to change. And I think that as we shift more into the feminine, right, we shift more into that state of flow, into that state of surrender. We can give our, when we're willing to embrace change, we can also admit that we're not happy or we don't like where we are. Yeah. But if we don't want, if we're resisting change or if we feel like we need to be committed to, let's just say, you know, whatever we chose out of college, right? If yeah. For the people that went out of, you know, got out of college, chose a pro professional career and they're like, okay, this is, I got to stay committed to this career for the rest of my life, right? That becomes like prison because you're not giving yourself the opportunity to say, you know what, maybe this is what I thought I wanted. 10 years ago, but I've realized I've changed. And so as a result, I'm giving myself permission to discover that next, that next phase of my life and to pursue that next phase. Like, I think we, as we get older, it's like, we, we start feeling like we, we can't shift, right? We have to be, just be like, you know, we have to stick to whatever it was that we decided for ourselves in a, in a completely new state of our lives. Like that early adult mm -hmm. phase of our lives. It's like, we, as we mature, so, so does our perspective. So do our, our desires. So does our drive. Right. And so I yeah. think we just need to give ourselves permission to say, okay, maybe I can, I can lean into something new. Maybe it's going to be a little bit, you know, risky for me to do that, but maybe I can create space for me to at least start trying. Right. Like, yeah. what is it, what would that new state, that new space, that new position, that new business look like for me? And how can I start giving myself the opportunity to seek that out? Yeah. And one mm -hmm. of the things for anybody who's listening, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, we're, we're talking about structures, old structure, new structure, scarcity to abundance. It's like, instead of moving from what you think is going to bring you whatever it is that you want, move from the feeling in beginning. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. move like, it's like, how do I want to feel in my work? I want to feel yeah. supported. I want to feel like I'm a part of something bigger. I want to feel connected. Mm. I want to feel like I make a difference. I want to feel, yeah. you know, so start 
talking about, just write down all the feelings that you want to feel in yeah. business and how you want to feel when you give back to the world, because ultimately working is about giving back. And if you're not aligned yes. with the way that you're giving back or the way that your company is giving back or the way that you're showing up in the world, the only person who can change it is you. And if you haven't yet found what it is that you want, the only person who can change it is you. And if, yes. if you don't have those resources, mm. it's like stop making excuses and saying like, oh, I can't because X, Y, and Z. That's just your own story playing. You can yes. choose something different, but you have right. to A, decide, and B, you have to either get help or find a way to do it yourself. You know, And, and mm -hmm. that's another thing too that I think that we're, we're moving out of this idea that we have to do everything on our own. Because truthfully, right. we don't really want to do everything on our own. We're starting to realize that actually community feels a lot better, which is why there's this huge movement of people wanting to come back in, in community spaces and, and live in yeah. community again because we've been isolated in these, you know, it's all about me, it's all about my, it's my house, my apartment, my car, my this. And then it's like, wait, I have all these things and like I'm really feeling unfulfilled. Okay, what mm. makes me feel good? It feels good when I have connection. It feels good when I have community. It feels good when I can share and whatever it is, whether it's my energy or my food or my, my ideas and my thoughts. Right, right. And you know what's so fascinating? When we think about, I was thinking about how, how um, the social media spaces are almost shifting to reflect what people are naturally wanting more of, right? So now we have like these groups and online, right? Like Facebook groups and Facebook or group Google Hangouts. Like people are wanting to go into collective spaces to share with yeah. one another, probably because they don't feel like right in our external environment. We don't mm. feel that sense of connectedness, right? And so we're trying to find it virtually, which I think is amazing. And I, I think that that in, is an indic indication of that desire to feel yep. like we're a part of something more than than ourselves, right? That we're connected yep. to more than just ourselves. And I think especially because our communities now are so. I like we're just not we're not functioning in the same capacity that we used to right our communities are so big we just don't feel like we know our place or we know who the people are around us right it, it's just it makes it a little bit harder and we're sharing ourselves more transparently at least that's what, what I'm hoping for and, and I think I'm seeing online that people feel like this is opening up an avenue for them to generate that sense of connectedness but I do want to touch on this this idea of knowing yourself so we we mentioned um you know this whole idea of like showing up more authentically in our businesses I think that there's a strong desire for that to just show up more authentically or to be more connected in the way that we're, we're moving through our work and showing up in our businesses. But the issue is, is that you cannot show up authentically if you don't know who you yes. are. Yes. Right. And so not to do like, I know we didn't talk about this before, but you know, both you and I are in the coaching space. And I think what happens is, is people don't realize that they actually need to go find some someone to help them like someone or a group of people or, or invest in some in a place that will help you discover who you are and what you like and yep. gain clarity around that because if you've never done that kind of deep work to really say okay let me just reduce some reflection here like let me both reflect and project who I am and what it is that I want understand where my identity is right now what the story is right now what is the language that I'm using in my life to describe where I am and where do I want to go and what language do I need to start using right to get myself to that space and also how do I need to shift into an identity that will help me attract the very life and experiences yes. that I want to have right but yeah. everyone's thinking well they, they just want to do an about face right they just yep. think that it's like oh I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna change careers it's like, well, you can't, it's a good, I'm glad that you feel compelled to change careers. I think it's a drive. That is an indication of what you want. But before you go there, 
go in, right? Before you go looking outward, go inward and find people that can support you to better help you understand and gain clarity so that that next move is one that's aligned with who you are. And so then that way you can show up more authentically. And sometimes what you'll find is you may not even need to switch careers, right? You may not need to go, you know, you might not need to switch businesses, right? You're going to shift the way you show up in where you are. And as a result, everything else around you changes. Mm, mm. I love that you said that. That's interesting. When, when people ask me what I do, regardless of I can help you in any area or aspect, yeah. because all it is, is helping you go within, helping you develop yes. a relationship with yourself, which to be honest, in our society, and the way that we've grown up is all about external, 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 yeah, external. Right. And right. not a lot of people are teaching, um, teaching people about the internal work. Uh, Eric, Eric yeah. wrote something yesterday and he, and he, he commented and I want to, I want to read it out loud and see if we can yeah. help him out here. He says to flesh out my question from yesterday, we are all interconnected, both masculine and feminine. Yet that understanding mm. isn't always a two way street, especially if your preferred way of being happens to be and somewhat introverted in the U S our culture, especially regarding business and making a living is loud narrow, linear, masculine, and highly prefers extroversion. I can dive into that style for brief moments when needed, but it exhausts me. I soon need to resurface to my quiet ways and recover and recharge. The U.S. business world is infected with the wrongly held belief that if you're not in your seat working, you're not productive. I've been working on transforming my own life and reconnecting with my authentic self and my spiritual self. As I prepare to re-enter the world, I would love to incorporate the experience of others who have found ways to enter, challenge, and turn around this toxic business culture. As you would. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. so good. Lots of really, lots of beautiful points there. Um, is there anything that comes up for you um, that you want to directly touch on? I'd love to let you dive in first, and I'll take it from you. So I... Uh, you know, you and I, when we connected, Eric, that was beautifully articulated. And I think that you have, there's lots of nuggets in that. And it also, um, I think there's, there's points where there's several areas, right. To, to touch on. And the first one is this whole idea of like, you know, how you show up in your business when you're an extrovert or how you show up in your business when you're an introvert. I do think that in, in a large sense, people feel like they need to be extroverted in their work. And I agree with that. Um, I think what I'm learning and this, um, Amanda, this goes back to when you and I first started this conversation, like I hit a wall, I'm naturally introverted. I'm actually what's called like an ambivert. So I kind of shift between the two, but I naturally, right. I naturally tend to be more introverted, which means that if I'm in an extroverted place, I get depleted of energy so fast. And so the nature of our work is social, right? Like I'll be on, I'll, I'll have a day where I might have six calls like lined up back to back. And at the end of that day, like the next day, I literally have like an energy hangover because I'm just so, I was just so giving and so outpouring of energy. And so what I've had to learn for myself is to recognize what balance looks like for me, right? There's going to be times when I'm going to be want when I'm going to want to be more extroverted, right? And then there's times when I'm going to be, have to be more introverted because I need to honor where I am within myself. And regardless of what the culture of society is deeming that we, how we should show up and how we should engage in our work, the way that we change that culture is by, by being steadfast and honoring where we are within ourselves yes. and saying, you know what, yes. what's, what a lot, what's going to empower me to show up best and serve my business best and the people that I am serving best, 
right? Is to show up the way that I want to show up. And I always tell my clients, you know, it doesn't, I'm not, there's so many different ways to do business, right? Business is kind of straightforward, but then it's also, it's flexible. And most people don't know that. Most people aren't, aren't tapping into the flexibility that exists within business. And that gives you the opportunity to show up the way that you want to show up, but make sure that you show up. So it's not yes. so much how you show up, it's that you keep showing up. Because what happens is, is we get tired, we pull back, and then we stop. And then we lose momentum. And then we see, like, we see drawbacks, right? We see the business start to go down, or we see our work start to plummet, right? Our performance starts to, starts to wane. And it's because we were going, 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 not honoring ourselves. And then we pull back so hard that then we're, we're, we're swinging hard in the other direction. So mm -hmm. I think it's important, again, to go back to the feeling, identify where am I within myself? How, is, how am I going to honor myself in, in showing up in my business, right? And what does that look like, right? And so that's what this year has been for me just in January is like, okay, going into flow, allowing my yeah. business to work through me, right? And not forcing myself to take my business in a direction that is not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel connected or aligned. Does that, I don't know. Mm. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot that you said there and, and Eric, what I think is really important to realize and to honor in, in accordance to what she said and what we've been talking about is it's up to us to be the change. It's, I mean, Gandhi yes. said it however many years ago, but it's absolutely yeah, true. Right? Like, if you want to change the way that you show up in business, you have to take that step and hold that space and, yes. and up level so that others can see and feel and meet you there. Because if you're just waiting for everyone else to do it and everybody's waiting for just everyone else to do it, it's not going to happen. And so right. again, it comes back to honoring yourself, knowing yourself, setting your boundaries. So honoring yourself, knowing yourself, going within, setting your boundaries, masculine, and then going in and showing up in a way that honors you in all areas and all aspects. And I'll tell you something that I've learned is that when I honor myself and when I hold my space in whatever way I feel that it needs to be held, for instance, I'm doing a contact improv dance week right now and it's very external and there's all these people and there's all this energy. And like you, I get depleted really quickly. I need yeah. to be alone. And guess what? Even though I paid for the program, even though there's a lot going on, I'm showing up when I want to and how I want to. And I'm yes. moving slower and I'm taking more time. And guess what it's doing? It's giving people permission to do the same. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I think that that's exactly right. It's like slow, the key that to me that stood out there is slow down. Like, yeah, I think for me, like that was coming up hugely at the end of 2018, you know, and I think in yes. a general sense, you know, when I'm coaching, I'm working with my clients, like, I'll look at their, I, I, I find two things on the one, if I look at their planner, I either see that they're just like stacked. Like they literally, if they see space in their, in their planner, they think that they're like failing, right? It goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's like, if they're not being constantly quote unquote busy or productive, that they feel like they're not successful. So it's like overly in, like they're just inundating themselves with tasks or things to do, or it's like the complete opposite, right? So it's either they're hard masculine, like everything is structured, highly planned out, like packing, impacting their, their day with like things to do, or it's like overly into the feminine where there's like no schedule, no planning, no thought into like how they're constructing their day and moving throughout time. And so I would encourage anybody who finds themselves feeling either exasperated because they feel like they're overworking or that they're depleting themselves because they have to show up in a certain way. Or yeah. if you feel kind of like, like kind of lethargic and you don't know how to actively engage yourself in your work, I would just recommend that you give yourself the opportunity to slow, to slow down, to reflect on the difference between being busy and being productive. Oh, right. God, and that's then, huge. and, 
it's so huge, right? Just understand like, what is the good, what is the work that needs to get done, right? And what is the work that is, that I'm just occupying myself with to distract myself, right? What's going to be the change maker, the difference maker in, in this day or in this week or in this month. And, all, and then always reflect back on where you're trying to go and then, and then take action steps that are going to get you there. But just remember that busier doesn't always mean better, right? Oh busier gosh. does not always mean better. And that is something that I really learned my own self this last um, in November and December. And it, when I went off of Facebook completely and I went off of like pretty much my email yeah. off of everything. And yeah. I was like, wow, how much time am I spending? And this is something that I work <sighs> with my clients on a lot too. How much time are you spending doing things that are just occupying you oftentimes because you're afraid to feel or go deeper within yourself? Yes. We yes. spend so much time occupying flipping through news feeds, magazines, like whatever. I don't even watch TV and, and I, and, and so that's not something that, but that's something yeah. that a lot of people do, you know? And so it's like, we are spending our times distracting ourselves because we're mm. afraid to feel and we're afraid to get to the root, which often causes self-sabotaging habits. And I can't tell you how many yes. of my, my clients have these self-sabotage and I do too, of course. And I'm yeah, always yeah. checking in and evolving and, and they're becoming less and less sabotaging, but they're there. Mm -hmm. But when I work with a lot of clients, it's like, there's this, again, this afraid to feel partly because we've been conditioned not to feel. Yeah. And then this other part of like, if I actually go there, if I give my permission to self permission to go there and I actually see what I deep down know, but I'm too afraid to actually admit, then that means yeah. I'm going to have to change. And if I mm. have to change, that means I have to take responsibility for where I'm at right now, which means I'm actually going to have to take action to do something different, which I'm yeah. a little bit afraid of. So anybody yeah. who's watching here, if you're not where you want to be, I invite you just to listen to what I just said around not wanting to feel, not wanting to feel because you deep down know that there's something that needs to be addressed that's yes. not being addressed, that you're covering up because it's easier. And then from that place, maybe being afraid of your own power of actually what's going to happen yeah. when you do step into your power, which is actually happens a lot for clients and or afraid of failure, which if we can just switch yeah. our mindset around, like you're never, even when you're at your lowest of your low, you're never going to fail. You're always going to learn something about you. You might've taken the harder road, but you're never mm -hmm. going to be fully dropped on your ass essentially. Totally. Totally. And I get, this reminds me of this quote that I read and I don't even know where this was from, but it's like, so far you've, you've made it a hundred percent of your days or something like that. Right? Like you, it's like you've survived. That's what it was. So far you've survived a hundred percent of your days. <laughs> so give yourself a little bit of credit, recognize that it's okay. There's, you're not, again, you're not always going to do things perfectly. It's not always going to feel good. It's not always going to be um, easy, right? Sometimes it's going to be hard and you're going to have to try and mess up and try it again, you know, but like, it's okay to just kind of like, yep. let it be messy. That's been another thing that's been coming to yes. me is just to let it be messy. Um, one of the other things that I, that came up to me as you were saying that all of this is that, you know, just as much as we have a relationship with ourselves. So there's two things. One, when we, we, Cultivating that relationship with ourselves is going to allow us to take responsibility. But what I hear mm -hmm. a lot is where people are like, oh, I hate my job. My job sucks. My boss sucks. My team sucks. My compensation package sucks. My pay sucks. Like all these things, right? Like everything sucks, right? And it's like, look, listen, I'm not saying that the job doesn't suck. I'm not saying that maybe the pay could be better, right? But what I am saying is that you know, even if the job does suck, you still need to take ownership of that. If yeah. you are unhappy, 
no, your happiness is nobody else's responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Nobody yes, else's yes. responsibility. And I'm not yes. saying there aren't terrible jobs out there or terrible bosses or terrible teams or whatever. Right. But if you are not happy where you are, right, that's where it goes back to what Amanda was saying. And I would, I would recommend everybody go back and re-listen to that later on because literally like you need to go in, sit in the discomfort of what you're feeling and ask yourself what you can do to improve your circumstances. Sometimes it means an, an about face, right? Sometimes it means you're going to have to quit your job or start a new business or, you know, do take on a new endeavor, right? Or sometimes you need to shift and grow within yourself, elevate the way that, again, going back to this concept of elevating how you're showing up in the world. And you'll notice when you shift and you elevate yourself, your environment will also shift with you. And sometimes that will propel you outward, right? You might find a new yep. job. You might notice you're going to get recruited, right? Because you're, you've shifted. People are going to be more attracted to you, right? They're going to want to, they want to, they pull you in, right? Yep. Or if you're going to find that you don't hate your job so much because maybe people start treating you with more respect because you respect yep. yourself and are respecting your yes. own emotions, people yes. are going to respect you more, right? So it really is a balancing act. And if you are dissatisfied, if you're finding yourself again, dissatisfied with where you are in your work or in your life, go in and then do the internal work. Because when you do the internal work, the external environment will change in Absolutely. your favor. Always, always. Absolutely. The it's all. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. The other thing, go. <laughs> well, the last point. Okay. So the last one I wanted to make around that is that again, just as much as we have a relationship with ourselves, we have a relationship with time. Right. And what I've noticed mm. is that people are not nurturing and cultivating their relationship with time. They have a very toxic and dysfunctional <sighs> relationship with time. Right. Again, where they're either inundating themselves and driving themselves too much or they're just completely abandoning their responsibility to time. And so one of the things that came to me uh, in 2018 was to create a habit of nurturing my relationship with time and mm. honoring time, right? Creating time, setting time as a one of my highest values, right? And so because I honor my time and I respect and honor the time of other people, I, I plan my myself, my week, my time differently. The way that I go through and move through time, I move through time differently. So if you feel, again, exasperated or you're feeling like you don't either you don't have enough time or again, maybe you've got too much time on your hands that you don't know what to do, right? Just do, again, do some reflecting on how you can show up differently in the way that you're navigating yourself through your time. Because if you're not, if you don't have a relationship with time, or if it's a bad relationship with time, you're not going to have a good time. <laughs> you know ah, I mean? very good. Very good. That's a pun. You did one yesterday, the other day that someone commented on oh, the tip. Uh, you're, you're coming oh, up with the all tip, these yeah. Truth yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all yeah, accidental. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All accidental, but also divine because we're, we're aligned. Ooh. Uh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so Raymond says, where did that thought process come from? What was the first party story? If you don't mind, what was the first part of the story? If you don't mind. Oh, with the time thing. I think so. Maybe. Um, I just realized that, Oh, you know what it was is that I was, um, I always felt like I was rushing and I always felt like Same. I was late. Same. And didn't have I just basically, time. yeah, I didn't have enough time. So I chose my belief, my, I chose, yep. I changed my, my story around that, that time is always on my side. Time is mm -hmm. always on my side and I always have enough time. So mm -hmm. I was able to relax into that relationship, right. To nurture that mm -hmm. relationship. But also I started taking more responsibility, right? So I was giving myself permission to be late. I was giving myself permission to be stressed out about time. I was giving myself permission to constantly be rushed Instead of saying, I'm not going to give myself permission to be in that space anymore. And now I'm going to give myself permission to be more planned, to be more prepared, 
to flow and also to give myself the ample time that I need to transition from one thing to the other. Cause I think mm. what happens is, is we don't, we're not mindful. We're always like planning the little like pockets of time, but we're not mindful of transitioning between things. Right. And mm -hmm. like the transition yes. time, how long does it take to drive from one place to another, right? Commuting and, you know, or after a call to decompress from a call. Right. So it's just, it's really just again, a process of nurturing. And I, it started with me, the awareness of how, I was, I was giving myself permission to have a bad relationship with time. And so I said, it's my responsibility to change that. Nobody else is going to change that for me, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love that you bring up the concept of time because I feel like that's a really big one for a lot of the people that I work with are talking about, yeah. I don't feel like I have enough time. There's not enough. There's not enough. And you guys, ultimately, this is what's really interesting, I think, is we have more time than we have ever had. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, because before we used to work literally all day yep. just to feed ourselves so that yep. we can continue to wake up and tend to the farm and tend to the food and tend yeah. to the, like literally all day. Now mm -hmm. it takes us less than if we want it to, it can take us less than five minutes yeah. to eat if we grab a snack bar yeah. or something. And, right. and, and literally like our basic necessities are so fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but yet for some reason we tell ourselves again, ownership, we tell ourselves a story. Yes. There's yes. not enough because we're trying yeah. to keep up with everybody else. But guess what happens? If you yeah. slow down, then people around you, you give people permission to slow down yes. and, and yes. holding that frequency and not feeling guilty about it and not yeah. feeling shame around it. And just being like, you know what? And a lot, I don't, I'm not sure about you, but something that's really helped me is saying no. Saying yeah. no means yes. you're saying yes to you yes. and to something else. And I feel like a yes. lot of people are so caught up, like, you know, myself included. I was in this story of, like, I need to do all these things for all these people because I need to be here because they want me right. to be here and da da da, da. Right. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to start saying no more because every time I say no to someone else, guess what? I say yes to myself and I give myself more space and I'm able to full show up more mm. fully. Yes. And that's Amen. Huge. I love that. And I think another thing about that whole idea of like saying no and setting boundaries, I think oftentimes, and I see this a lot with new business owners um, and, or just new career professionals where they overextend themselves. Right. And again, like yeah. I see burnout a lot. I've experienced, I know you experienced it. I experienced burnout. Like, and that's something that one of my mentors, Brendan Burchard, he's always talking about, you know, success is about sustained and heightened and sustained performance, right? But it's, it's, it's the fact that it's sustainable, right? That's a mm -hmm. huge thing, right? We were talking about yesterday about, you know, being in, in a state of abundance, right? But the, the earth is constantly giving and nurturing us. However, we have to have a relationship with the earth that is sustainable, right? Yep. And that's the same thing with mm -hmm. ourselves in our work that we have to be if we're going to give, I think that we should all be giving, but it has to be in a way that's sustainable. If you're giving to the point of depletion, you literally have nothing to give and you're not able to show up in your best self and you cannot serve at the highest level. And so I think what happens is, is that people are saying yes and yes. And there's a lot of people pleasing. I don't know if you and I have touched on this, but there's really, I'm finding that people pleasing is a toxic behavior. And yeah. especially when it's in your business, it's showing up in your business, you end up giving more of yourself than you have. And then you ha have nothing to give back. And so you don't feel good. Again, it goes back into this, this nasty feeling place within yourself. And so saying no and honoring what it is that you really need, honoring and upholding your value and your worth. That's oh, another huge. thing, right? Huge. Like I think, you know, sometimes we're saying yes to things that do not honor and acknowledge and value our worth. 
And so again, allowing when you say no, and this is something I actually do a lot of work around, um, again, with the people I work with is like, every time you say and this goes back to what you're saying, whenever you say no to somebody who's trying to undersell you, right, or like drop you down, or again, kind of um, not truly acknowledging your value, you're actually sending a subconscious when you say no to them, you're sending a subconscious message to yourself, right, that you are worth it. So it may suck mm -hmm. to say no initially, and it may feel like you're getting kind of like the, the letdown or the rejection from them because they don't want to work with you unless you, un, you know, cut your prices. But when you say no to them, it actually sends a subliminal message to you, to your subconscious, that you are worth it. And I think I just want to give everybody the opportunity, permission to say no more often and uphold your value and your worth. Yeah. And also on the flip side of that, and this is what I've learned in investing in myself, is when you tell someone your price, and they don't want it's not in alignment with them or they can't pay it and and, and you you and you cut it down you're telling them that they're not worth more because here's the thing when mm. you spend money on yourself when you invest in yourself whether it's two thousand dollars three thousand yeah. dollars five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars you are telling yourself on an energetic level that you are worth it that you are yeah. worth that amount of money and honestly you are the safest investment you'll ever make you are the most yeah. safe investment you'll ever make but we have this society that's rooted in this story that um, if you spend money on yourself or you spend time on yourself and that's selfish and that's not something that mm -hmm. you should have. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that it's really important that when, you know, clients come to me and they might, you know, they might be like, Oh wow, that's a lot. I, I can't afford it. And I'm like, you know, yes, you can like you are worth <laughs> it. You are worth it. And believe me, I have invested so many times when I'm currently in a program right now where I had negative money in the bank and I really wanted this. I knew any time that I've ever invested in myself, ever, I have never regretted it. Even though this program that I'm currently in, I'm not super thrilled about. Yeah. And at this point, like, I wish I could have gotten out of the program a while ago. But yeah. any time you ever invest in yourself, it's like, I've told myself I'm worth it on an energetic yeah. and on a cellular level. And so yes. when your client comes to you, and this might be the first time that they're ever investing in themselves, and they're like, oh my gosh, I want this, but like, it's too much. And it's like, listen, like, you are worth it. You are yeah. worth it. And you are going to feel this worth of this energy, because all money is is energy. And you're yeah. going to feel this worth, and you're going to up level. And so when you, whether you're the person who's taking the energy exchange or you're the person who's giving the energy exchange, it's like honor yourself because you are worth it because both people are worth it. And I think that that's something yeah. that um, sometimes when we're coaches or when we when we have a service or a product, we can feel bad if it doesn't fit somebody else's, you know, right. price range. But right. ultimately at the end of the day, you're cutting someone else short from really up-leveling their ability to believe in themselves mm. and, and, and quantify worthiness for them themselves mm. as well. And I've seen that in my own experience. So that's not just yes. something I'm saying, but something that I know has really made a huge difference in my life. Oh my gosh, so much value in all of that. And I think, and again, to the point where I want to call everybody up to say, to reflect back, like, when was the last time I really invested in my growth? Right. Because I think ultimately, like we want to show up in the world in a greater capacity. But again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier is that sometimes we need somebody to reflect back to us what we cannot see. And I think yeah. oftentimes we're, we're not doing that because we are we're so again, we need to move from and we talked about this moving from scarcity into abundance. There's money comes back. 
right? Like, you know, like you, you're going to make more, right? You're going to if you give yourself the opportunity to grow, right? And to embrace what's possible for you, right? To, to switch that mindset from scarcity to abundance, then you are going to attract that money back to you, right? And it's going to, as you up level, so too will your financial success. But if you yes. are saying, oh, I'm not going to, I can't afford it. I'm not going to invest. I, or I'm not, I'm not willing to invest that much. Right. And yep. it's like, well, how much is your growth worth to you? Right. Yeah. How much is your happiness worth to you? And if you are not investing in yourself, and this is another point that I learned in, in my coaching career is that if I wasn't willing to invest in myself, how could I expect anybody else to invest in me? Absolutely. You know, I couldn't possibly understand that 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 sacrifice and it is a sacrifice, yeah. but it's well worth it. And so I think, again, we are reflections. What we're seeing in our environment is a reflection of where we are within ourselves. If people aren't willing to invest in you in you, then you have to ask yourself, maybe it's because you're not investing in you right? You're not willing to make that sacrifice. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's funny how it's mirrored, right? Like it really, I see that a lot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable whenever you're up leveling, like right now, I know a lot of people are really uncomfortable because the old story is falling away. The old story of scarcity, these old structures, it's going to be uncomfortable. Anytime yeah. that you are asked to grow, you're going to be asked to stretch. Yes. And that is going yes. to be uncomfortable and you're going to have doubts and you might have some fears, but I will tell you what, that when the, the, when the light is on in the room, you know where the four walls are and you know what's possible and you know how far you can go. But when yes. you're in the unknown, only in the unknown is the ultimate potential possible. And so yes. I invite you guys to step into that level of discomfort because just like in yoga, it's like when you're in a posture and you're feeling really uncomfortable and you're just asked to sit there and to breathe, <gasps> guess what? You open. And so yes. this is really, I feel like what's happening that we're being asked to do as well is like yes. step into the uncomfort, step into the unknown, because if we're going to expand as a collective consciousness into the next, next level of what we're possible of, we've got to begin to tell ourselves we're worth it and begin to stretch a little bit more than maybe we feel comfortable doing or we've done in our right. past, especially if we want new growth. Yes. And I think, you know, it goes back to like this concept that we learn everything we need to know about ourselves and life in college or something. Like once we're, once we're done there, then like somehow that's like, that's like the pinnacle of education and learning and growth. And it's like, as we continue to live and to move through our lives and, and grow in our businesses and be challenged by our businesses and our work and our circumstances, we also need to meet that challenge with, again, growing within ourselves. And so I think, again, the internal work that you do will result in an external manifestation that reflects Absolutely. where you are, you know? So, I mean, it's Absolutely. a really beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like if we get our, if we give ourselves the opportunity to test the edge, we will be rewarded. You know, I don't Absolutely. think, and I don't, I think that's the question that I would love to ask you. And then also like the, those that are listening, it's like, has there ever been a, ta a time when you challenged yourself, tested yourself, pushed yourself to a limit where you weren't ultimately rewarded, right? In mm. some capacity, right? Where you didn't come out with a valuable lesson where you didn't elevate your, you know, you didn't learn. Like, I mean, I don't, I can't think of a single time, even like you said, even if it was investing in a course that you ended up not really liking, you learned something about that experience. That experience taught you something. It informed absolutely. you for how to make better choices moving forward, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Know. And that's something too, that you, your mind's idea of what your reality is or what it is that you want and the true reality of what you might get are completely different, you know? Yeah. And, and that's something too, just to be aware of just accepting whatever it is that is around us um, mm -hmm. and, and realizing that it, life is always working out for us regardless of, of the story that we tell ourselves. And we have the opportunity yeah. to tell ourselves a different story. Um, yes. Okay. So there's a couple of things that I really wanted to, to that we were really yes. fired up about whenever yes. we first had this conversation. 
And one of them was, and this is again, the old structure around manipulation and business and marketing. And I know that you Mm. and I um, touched on this a little bit yesterday, but like this old idea around like, you know, we have been inundated with, with ads and funnels and people who are trying to, to trying to get people by manipulation to fall into some sort of like a trap or a, or a, a, it's literally like, how can I mind fuck you in a way so that you can kind of fall into this category so that I can hook you and then pull you in. And even if like you do have a service or a product or something that can really help people, what do you think about this? And this is something, you know, we were, we were fired up about this. So I'm curious, I want to just leave that there, this whole manipulation and marketing thing and and ask you what your opinions are on it, on the old story and on the new story and, and how you think we're evolving. Yeah, guys. So yeah, by the way, for those of you guys who are experiencing this or know, like feel anything about this, share your experiences. Because I think what happens is, is that people end up feeling like they're being manipulated and it angers them. We talked about this, like feeling this anger, right? This resentment, this resistance, and it, it translates into the way that we engage with business, right? So it's either we're in business and we're fearful of, of being manipulative, right? Because we've been manipulated or the, the consumer feels resentful to business owners or to entrepreneurs or to business in general, right? Because they've been manipulated. So um, yep. for those of you guys who've had bad experiences with this or who, who feel any kind of like conviction around this, please share your perspectives. But as far as like what I've seen, so we talked about kind of last year um, in my work, like I, there were so many people that were approaching me, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna automate your business? Or hey, you, you need to have like a lead page or click funnels or this or that or whatever. And you know, I just felt like, there was a part of me that was like every, you know, again, everybody's doing it right. Because everybody's doing it somehow I should be doing it. And somehow that's going to make my business more successful. And I think at one point I tried it out. Like I invested, you know, a relatively small amount of money in trying it out. And I literally felt sick. Like I literally felt just like so disconnected and so detached from my work. And I felt like it was also, again, it was manipulation. And I think that when we're functioning from a space of confidence, right. And again, when we're feeling fully secure and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And we're in a place of service, right? The people that are really functioning from that space of service don't need to manipulate because people can feel, you can literally feel when someone is actually in it to help you, right? To help you get to a better place through their product or through your, through their service or or whatever it is, right? Whatever function their business is, is um, providing service to you in. And so I think when we're ever, whenever we feel compelled to move into that state of manipulation, where we need to lie about how successful we are, where we need to manipulate our prices, where we need to trick people into buying or try to really like, you know, uh, like you said, mind fuck people into, into your business that in any capacity, it's because somewhere in you, you're feeling fear that you are not enough, right? Mm-hmm. That you are not enough, that your business is not enough, that you are not fully capable of serving and showing up in a way that will deliver that value. Because if you believed in that value at 100% without any doubt in your mind, people would feel that and believe in you. Right. And so I think that like, just from my perspective, like any time that I've been encouraged to move in that direction, I've never felt confident. Like any time that I've pursued that direction, I've literally just felt like this is not me. And I'm not saying it's bad. And here's the other thing too, is like, there are some businesses where that works really well. And there are some capacities within business. Say for instance, if I was to promote a webinar, I just haven't done that Mm -hmm. yet. But if I was mm-hmm. to promote a, a webinar, I would probably put someone through a funnel of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. It's, a, it's more disconnected. It's a little bit more, um, it's a detached, um, it's, it's detached from me. Like, it's not me. Like, it's not coaching, right? I would never put somebody yeah. through a funnel for coaching, 
right? But if it was for a webinar, just to give people information and help educate and inform people, maybe I'd put them through a funnel, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what we're not thinking, it's not, going back to a word that you used, I think it was yesterday, just having a conscious conversation, right? Or a conscious relationship with the way that you're engaging in your business. If you were going to be utilizing these tools, right? Utilize them in a way that elevates, again, your relationship with the people that you're trying to serve and is showing up for their best interest, not for yours, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, <clears throat> coming to what you said is it's, it's all about self-worth. It's all yes. about self-worth at the end yes. of the day. So it's like, if you truly do believe and what you have to offer and, and, and what you work for and what you, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in your story, if you believe in all of the energy and the money and the time, and if it really has made a huge impact in your life, then, then those doubts aren't going to come there as much. And I really do believe that, yes, there are times for strategy. Like you can't run a business, mm -hmm. let's say, and not have the masculine of the strategy right. there. Right. But it's also really important to ask yourself, what's the intention behind this strategy? And am I showing up in an authentic and transparent way? And I right, feel like, you right. know, we've been so desensitized in a lot of ways um, mm. because we, we, we have been manipulated. We have been tricked. We have been fooled. We have, I mean, dude, the, the, the Facebook or the ads and stuff that are coming up, like people are just numbing out and we're evolving. Yeah. We're evolving right. because we're becoming, it's just like anything. We become desensitized. Yes. Well, and I think that again, when we're, we're not thinking about, so there's two different, some of the things that I, that I feel like I'm trying to help bring awareness to is that there's two different, um, interactions taking place, right? So we have our, as a, as a business owner, there's that line of communication from our perspective, right? And then there's the perspective of, of the consumer, the client, you know, the customer, what, you know, whatever word you want to use around there, your market, whatever, right? Your audience, whatever word you want to use, right? But there's, there's what they need and what they want, right? And how yeah. they want to feel. And ultimately, yeah. I think that, you know, people, again, we all know, we're all tired of feeling manipulated, right? And we all yep. know what that looks like. So we're, you know, just giving credit to the intelligence of our, of our species, right? Like we're an intelligent species. And so we've caught on to the way people are working, right? Like the, oh, and wait, there's more, right? And if you put this <laughs> now, then you will get this, right? And, and I'm not saying like, obviously that stuff has worked really well. You know, again, it's, it's served, it's served its purpose, right? And it's helped people elevate their their businesses and their careers. And I'm not saying there isn't a time and place for it, but as a business owner or as somebody who's providing a service in some capacity to a customer, you, I, I encourage you to think about them and what they're feeling and what they're wanting, because if you can connect with them at that level, right, then again, you will notice that the need to manipulate actually, you don't need to manipulate because their feelings and their <laughs> desires are ultimately being met. And a lot of times in the work that I'm doing, I'm encouraging my business owners to connect more deeply with the message right? That's, that's, that the client needs to hear, to feel, to feel valued, to feel felt, to feel understood, and also to feel respected and honored, right? And so if we're, mm -hmm. if we're really, it sounds really corny, I think, to like, to bring this language into business. But I think, again, connection is what people are craving. Yep. And yep. in my opinion, the new face of business is personal and personalized. And so the more we can connect with their needs and show up to serve those needs and address those needs, the more they will want people will just come to you. Like they're just going to start coming, you know, like it's, I mean, that's, and that's been my experience, you know? And I agree with you completely. And, and what I've seen, and this is even my experience right now and, and the program that I'm in is that when a company gets too big, 
they lose their true connection to the people that they're serving. Now you can see this in all industries across the board. You see, let's see, there was um, like an organic company who it's a mom and pop shop and they're an organic company Mm -hmm. and they're doing really good and they're sourcing really good things. And then all of a sudden General Mills comes in and says, Hey, we really love your bars. We'll give you two and a half million dollars and we'll sell out your company. Now, no shame on somebody who is going to, who wants to do that. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, I believe that's also kind of a scarcity mentality in a way, because it's like, yes. what, what is most important to you? Is it the reason why you're doing something? The fact that you probably started that organic company and sourcing it from really good places because you were upset at the fact that you couldn't find this places. And yeah. now you're going to sell out. And once you sell out, if you don't sign an agreement on, okay, we'll sell you our brand, but as long as you make sure that you do X, maintain y, the integrity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it's up to every person and there's no right or wrong or good or bad. It is what it is. But I think that it's, I think where we're shifting in our paradigm is more authenticity, more transparency and more integrity in our business. And that might mean that your business doesn't get to be, you know, multi-million dollars, but do you really need that? And if you want that, then that's fine. But I really feel like what we're starting to realize is that actually more is not better. And actually the quality matters over the quantity. And I feel that if we can all really settle into that and really feel what, what does quality feel like? Think about quality food versus quantity food. If you eat a lot of McDonald's, you're probably not going to feel very good, but if you have a quality salad, which weighs less, but gives you so much more. And so as we're moving into this, I really, really think that this is something that's going to come through a lot. Mm. And, um, Something that Raymond said, there's a couple of things from the audience that I'd love to help uh, direct to. One thing that Raymond said is, I feel that the marketplace does not understand the real value that comes with an exchange. And I agree with you completely. And this is also how I feel like we're shifting. Because for so long, we've we've spent a lot of money on entertainment. We spent a lot of money on on food and Mm -hmm. on, I mean, food is a huge one but also on other areas and aspects as well of, of, of the way that we, you know, the way we spend money on stuff that we don't need. I mean, you go into Walmarts and you go into, and you buy these toys and these junks and these new, new products and new things. And we're just consuming, consuming, consuming. And then we use it for a little while and then we throw it away. And yeah. I feel what we're starting to shift towards is really valuing, like you said, connection and services. Services yes. that change our lives, whether they be energy work services yeah. or, or yeah. Um, you know, business coaching services or whether they be services of people just wanting to hold space for ceremony to gather people. But I really feel that if we're starting to say, wait a second, what makes me feel the most fulfilled and what makes me feel the most nourished? But we are the people who are spinning it. And I think for a long time, people in the service industry they have been undervalued compared to the product industry. It's like we sell billions of dollars in products, but yet a lot of the people who are providing the amazing music at whatever the venue is that make you have an amazing experience, they hardly get anything. And I'm seeing a lot of musicians, I'm in Arambol right now, and there's a lot of people struggling, but they create the environment. And I think that this is really huge for, yeah, yeah, for for this in general. I love that. Well said. And then, okay, so Damien, I'll start with you on this question. Damien says, how do each of you answer the question, why do I need a coach? All right. So in my perspective, I think that it just depends on where you want to go and how long you want to spend getting there. 
you know, like I, there's, we went earlier in this conversation, we talked about, you know, before you can go, before you can shift your external environment, you first have to change your internal environment. And oftentimes people don't recognize that they, what they, people don't know what they don't know. Right. And so again, it's, it's coming to gain clarity around who you are, what you want, what fulfills you, what nourishes you, what gets you excited about life? What makes you, what makes you have that? Like, yes, like this is what I want, you know, giving yourself the opportunity to feel hunger for something. Right. Yeah. But oftentimes we just don't know what that is. Like, I know I'm sure we've all felt that like somebody asks us, Hey, like, where do you want to eat tonight? And people are just like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care. Right. And it's because they don't have, they're not feeling that hunger for something. But then we have a craving, right. You know, it's like, sometimes I get cravings for like Buffalo wings or whatever. And I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. tonight we are getting Buffalo wings. Like <laughs> we're going to buy or like oh, tonight I'm going to give me a burger. Like, yeah. yeah. But you, you can't know that unless you know that that's what you like. If that's something that you really, again, you're wanting and that's that, that you have that desire within you. So to ask, you know, to answer the question of why do we want coaching or how, you know, what, why is coaching worth it? It's like to gain that sense of understanding from within so you can start to shift outside of yourself. And um, I think it's also to elevate the way that you're showing up because oftentimes, sometimes you have everything you need within yourself, but you're not showing up in the right capacity, right? So you need somebody mm-hmm. to mirror back to you where that room for growth is, how you can show up in a more dynamic and engaged way, right? How you can show up with, with more agency, how you can show up with yep. greater purpose and drive. And so also too, it's like, where are you going? Like if you were from where you are to where you want to go, you can do it by yourself. Right. And it might take a lot of time and it might take a lot more money on your own than it would if you had somebody there by your side to help you get there faster. So yeah, in my opinion, that's, that's really all what it comes down to. Yeah. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I agree with everything you said. And, and one thing Damien, I would say, nobody needs, nobody anything. needs coaching. Nobody yeah, needs yeah. a coach, right? It's like, it's, yeah. what do you want? What's your intention? Yeah. Like, do you want to, what I've noticed, and this is one thing with the transparency, there are a lot of people who say a lot of things, who talk a lot, and they don't always walk their talk. And I think that it's yeah. really important. And this is something that you and I talked a lot about is like really showing up authentically and being yeah. real and open and honest. It's like, look, yeah. like, there's a lot of people who are spiritual, whatever. And then like behind, you know, they say they say they don't eat meat or whatever. And then they've behind got- they're like, what, whatever it is, you know, like, or they've got like people- road rage. <laughs> Yeah, they've got road rage. They're like a mindfulness, whatever, and yeah. they've got road rage. It's like, hmm, you might want to walk in your, your title there or yeah. your practice, something like that. I've seen that, actually. It's really funny. Yeah. But um, I think that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, Damien, to answer your question, why somebody would desire coaching, it's because chances are, chances are, for the majority of coaches are people who are choosing to be leaders. Because all coaches are just leaders. They're yes. choosing to stand up and to say, hey, look, I've done all of this work because I was trying yeah. to figure my shit out. And I've learned what not to do. And I've learned what really works for me. And now I've compiled all of these tools. And I just want to give them to whoever's ready to elevate themselves and a nice little package so that they don't have to take as long. Because I'll tell you, it's taken me years to come to where I am. And I'm still on this road of self-discovery and gaining all these tools and trying all these things and learning from different teachers and masters and gurus and whoever. And all I want to do is be like, wow, these are the things that really worked for me. And, um, and this is what, you know, I'm, I'm desiring um, to help people with. And so yeah. for anyone who's really wanting, um, you know, help in their life, um, it's, it's an opportunity, again, to have someone see your blind spots as well you know? Uh, yes, absolutely. And, and I just think that you said it, you said it so perfectly, you know, it's like taking everything 
that you need to learn consolidating it and presenting it to you and something that you can go through so much faster, right? So it's, it's just really about saving time and it's getting, getting you what you want, where you want it faster than you would if you had to do it by yourself. But also too, I don't think either one of us are in the business of convincing people that they need something that they don't want. And so I know Damien is in the process of, you know, establishing himself as a coach or, or building that, building himself in that capacity, his business in that capacity. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that I'm not in the, I'm not interested in trying to convince somebody that they need to work with me. I want to work with people who want to work with me, right? Who yeah. are interested, who have, again, who have that who have, it's not necessarily that they're tapped in so strongly with the hunger, but that they have a desire for an, an elevated experience. They have a desire for more. They have a desire for, for change, for more authenticity, to feel themselves in their experience. And I think that's really what I'm finding, you know, is that people are, are feeling just so strongly disconnected and all they want is to feel themselves more greatly in their own experience. And those are the people I want to work with, you know? And I think that when, yeah. when it comes to coaching, we are in it to serve people in that space. And, but we can't, we can't spend that much time convinced. We, it's not about us to convince, you know, for us to convince them, you know, they've got to, they've yeah. got to have that desire themselves, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so I wanted, okay, so I remembered something that I wanted to mention back when we were talking about manipulation and uh, growth and selling out, like, whenever people feel like, you know, they're, they're, they want to, like, grow their business out to sell it out or whatever, like, um, I think what I'm finding a lot is, first, I think that the point of, like, sometimes we think we need more than we really do financially, right? Like, the people are all about the yeah. seven figures, and seven figures is a great is a great figure for the ego, right? So a seven figure is a great ego figure, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't really even need that amount of money, right? And, and really, again, if we are fulfilled and connected in our work, we will often find that it's, first of all, if we're disconnected from our work, no amount of money will ever bring us satisfaction. There have been yep. millionaires and billionaires who've been, who've lived at the, at the top of the world and have, have been dissatisfied with their life. Um, and then there are people who have much less, but feel so connected, so deeply connected to their work that they don't even, it doesn't matter to them whether they end up getting more or not because the work, then the work itself is fulfilling. So I yep. think it's important, you know, for anybody listening that it, what's most important is not the number, but the fulfillment that you're experiencing within the work that you're doing, the business that you're building, how you're serving. Right. And usually when you're in that space of fulfillment, the money just comes anyway, the money just flows mm -hmm. to you. Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I want to say is that when we get into that space of manipulation, like I mentioned, mentioned earlier, it usually comes from that place of lack of confidence and security or fear. Um, but it's also the desire to grow faster, right? To be bigger than you are, to have more success than mm. you have at this moment and to mm. get that success now. Like we're in a, in a world where we expect instant success. Like we want to be satiated now. We want to have our needs met now. We want to have everything that we want to have without having to do the work and, and really do the hard work that it's going to take to get us to that space. And so what I would encourage anybody to do who's in the space within their business where they're thinking about um, utilizing technology in some sort um, or capacity to, again, grow or scale, right? There's that big thing up of level. Like scale, you yeah. know, up level, whatever. Yeah. But give yourself permission to start small. Mm -hmm. I think really it's, oh, we all got, we all begin in the beginning and it's okay to start small, right? And mm -hmm. everybody who's big now was once a small, was a small player. So and bigger think, isn't yeah. always better. And bigger is not always better, right? Oftentimes we see that people, they sell out, right? They get to the top of their game and then they, their, their game changes and all of a sudden they're not as attractive or they're not as 
impactful as they used to be. So um, think about what you might be, if you're trying to scale, right? What are you giving up of yourself or what are you giving up of your business or your service that is, is really worth that kind of scale, right? And then also too that, I'm not saying scaling and growth is bad because it's, it's great, but you know, it's, it's, it's the why behind it. And it's also yep. giving yourself permission to do the work to actually get there instead of trying to manipulate, manipulate your way there, right? Do yeah. it authentically, do it right. Work hard, put in the, put in the hours, right? Put in the hours. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. No, I resonate with that completely. Um, somebody from the audience, Ashley says, how do you get over rejection at, fear of rejection and authenticity? And mm. something that I would like to share with that, um, is, is again, I feel, and I'd love to ask you, Natalia, what you feel, but I feel like ultimately everybody just wants to be seen. Everybody yeah. wants to be seen and accepted for exactly who they are exactly how they are and because we've been living in this old story in this old paradigm of an order and we talked a lot about this yesterday Ashley I invite you to um look back at our, our yesterday's video yeah. if you haven't yet but it's like you know we, we we're living in these stories of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man and what it means to be a father or, or all these things and what I think is really important is um really just owning your own you know if I show up more authentically and if I share, you know, when I'm having a bad day or when, you know, I, I have a vice that I've been using, I'll be putting out a video um, next week about, you know, one of the, one of my shadows and I want to share it with everyone because it's Ooh. like, look, I know that this isn't just my shadow. I know that other yeah. people are struggling with it and people can see people in positions of leadership and be like, wow, this person has it all. And they, they don't have any problems and they're always so inspirational. And they're always like, mm, uh, 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 actually, nope. like, I want to show my shit because yeah. when I do that again, we talked about this multiple times today. It gives other people permission too. And we all mm. just want permission to be able to be how we are um, yeah. and, and to be accepted in that. And so the fear comes from, I feel like, the, the not accepting of self and, and putting too much of our worth on other people's expectations. Yes. And so that's what I have to say. I'm curious, curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. So I think, you know, go, first of all, everything that you just said was spot on. Um, the only thing I would add a couple things to that is that sometimes we, the fear of rejection also comes from being unpracticed sometimes in the work that we're doing. Right. So it's again, allowing ourselves to be beginners wherever we are. And wherever that, where, whatever level of growth you're at within your business is a new level, right? So we're often finding ourselves as beginners multiple, several times within, within the, the course of the lifespan of our businesses. And so sometimes we, we just, we're nervous about starting in a new space or practicing or performing in a new capacity or trying something that's different. And again, we don't want to fail. And I would just encourage anybody who's in that space of that fear of rejection or not really feeling like people are going to receive them well, that um, you've been in that space before and you've overcome mm -hmm. that space and people have mm -hmm. received you well. And in fact, mm -hmm. that shows people your humanity. And one of the things I will say when I first got started, especially showing up in the online space, I was terrified of doing video. I was terrified of doing it. And I knew that if I was gonna grow my business that I had to do it. And I was so afraid, I was like, People are going to judge me. People aren't going to like me. They're going to think I'm crazy because I'm showing up in a new, different kind of way. And the other thing was that I didn't, I wasn't fluid. I was so like, um, eh, uh, like I had no idea how to show up or what to say or even how to like my, I got this like brain, massive brain fog. And so it took me time to get practiced, right. To, to give myself the opportunity to just try it out and keep trying it out. And as, 
as I was trying, as I was growing, I found that people were so, so forgiving and gracious and supportive mm. and loving and kind. So if we give ourselves permission to show up, people find, will respect you for it. People will respect you for it and they will see that your courage and they'll admire you for yeah. your courage. And in fact, you stepping into that space, despite your fear, will mm. actually inspire others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so I would mm-hmm. just say, you know, I'm not saying there's any real way to work out of that besides the practice, but when you're in it, do it anyway, right? Like just, just do it anyway. And the other thing, what was the other part she asked about authenticity? So I've, I've also had struggle with that myself. And like going back to last year, you know, I felt like I needed to show up in a certain capacity, right? Like I needed to talk a certain way and present myself as a, I'm like a business coach. So I got to be businessy, you know? And I just realized I was like, Oh, this sucks. Like I felt like I was restricting who I was within my work. And then again, I started to feel disconnected from my work. So I, you know, the more authentic you are, one, I will say you will feel better, but also too, the more permission you give yourself to be authentic and to discover who you are in your work. I think that's another thing is discovering who you are in your work. When you give yourself permission to do that, you will attract those people. So mm-hmm. whenever we are, t- whenever we try showing up like someone else, right, we do that whole imitation thing where we're going to be like, I'm going to be the next Gary Vee. And like, we start showing up like Gary Vee. We find, we find that we're attracting people we may not even want to do business with, right? We may not even like, but when we show up as ourselves in a way that feels good and honors who we are and what it is that we really want and how we want to serve, we're going to find that people, people will find us. Like, again, they will literally, your audience will find you and they will mm-hmm. love you for who you mm-hmm. are, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, it feels a little awkward at first, but lean into the discomfort. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Lean into mm-hmm. the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We have one more question from the audience as of this moment. Uh, Raymond says, what opens you up to start video and why did you decide to take action that way? Oh, um, well, I, I was being encouraged by other people who are in the same space. So I think that's another thing too, right? Is whenever we are wanting to grow, it's important to look at the other people who are just a few steps ahead of us, but like doing really well. Right. And take their, take their, their, heed their advice, right. Ask them like, you know, what's, what's, what's working for you. So everyone was saying, we got to get on video. You got to get on video. Um, so I was like, okay, I guess I got to do this. Um, and then, uh, why did I decide to take action that day? To be honest, I don't even know. I can't even remember. I just remembered. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, Let's go. And I just decided yeah. to, like, I felt the fear. I said, I'm going to do it anyway. And you know what? It probably is. I probably told somebody cause I'm big in accountability. So I probably told somebody like, Hey, I'm going to do a video today. And I was like, well, I told them I was going to do it. So now I got to do it. So I think that's, you yeah. know, it's like having somebody to be accountable to, uh, helps a lot. Mm, awesome. Yeah. Oh, so good. But, so much amazing. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, Amanda, like, cause you're such, I mean, I, after our video yesterday, I was just like freaking blown away. I, my, I had like, uh, like my body was like vibrating, like after Ooh. our show yesterday, it was amazing. And I feel like your energy is so magnetic and powerful and just, you're just like mm. fired up. And so I wanted to ask you, um, just kind of like how Raymond was asking, like, wh- when did you feel the most powerful shift in the way you were showing up in your business? Mm. That is, I mean, really... have you always just shown up like this? Like you've just always been this like amazing powerhouse. uh uh, well like it's interesting that you say that because so I was a yoga teacher for many years and um Mm. I there was something that would happen when I would like walk into the space and I could tell that people were ready people were ready to receive the information and I was ready to step into this space and hold that 
space. And when people are ready, it's not even about me. It's like, I just get out of my own way and I open up the channel and it's like, okay, people are ready. Here we go. You know, and, and the power of voice is always, I, I believe it's one of, one of the gifts that I've been, that I've been given um, which can also, I'm, I'm learning to, 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 to not talk as much also. Um, but, but, but in that it's, it's something that, you know, um, I, I keep just trying to get out of my own way when people are ready, like whatever wants to come through and needs to come mm, through, it will. Yes, I really yes. believe that teaching yoga for so many years really helped me. And those students who came to me, um, they knew that I wasn't just teaching asana, that I was really teaching so much more about yeah. what it means to show up and, and, and how we do that. And so mm. um, it's been cool to be on, to be able, you know, and it's funny because three years ago I left America, went traveling for two years. I'm in India right now. And I went to India. I've been coming to India for six years now. And I said, you know, I want, I, I left the San Francisco, you know, successful yoga teacher path. And I said, um, I, I want to move beyond time and space. I don't know yeah. how, mm. but I feel like my teachings are limited in, in this room and in this capacity. And I'm wanting to move behind time and space. And to answer, I think it was Raymond, you had the question about coaching, or maybe it was Damien. I can't remember. Damien. Somebody had the question, Damien, about coaching. And it was like, look, I, for two years, I, di- I didn't hire a coach. And I was trying to do everything my own. And it took me, it was painful. <laughs> I, I tried to do this thing. And I followed that for a little while. And then that didn't really work. And then I tried to do this thing. And like, that kind of worked. But then I kind of hit a low spot. And then I tried to do this. Yeah. Thing, and it's like, picking to sticking to a path and picking there, picking one path and going there is it was a, it was a lot quicker than trying to figure everything out on, on my own. And so um, I feel really grateful for this platform, you know, um, for yeah, Facebook yeah, Live. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like to be able to connect with you and to, to know, to feel like I know you and we've never even actually fully connected, but we're able to have this like amazing, you know, connection online, which is engaging so many of you guys. It's mm-hmm. technology is really powerful. I feel so grateful that this is a medium and also the podcast world is really cool as well. But I do like yeah. the Facebook lives a little bit more because we yeah. have this active engagement and we can see each other and we can hear the audience as well. Well, and like you built, we build on each other's energy, right? Like I noticed yeah. I, I, I don't really like being on video by myself as much. Like I actually, cause I yeah. just value connection, you know, value connection and, and, and energy and contribution, you know, like I, they, I like getting in flow, you know, like that's just like, yeah. like we, get in flow and we start jamming together. Um, yeah. But I do, one of the things you said that it, I think is really powerful. And I just want to emphasize to everybody who's watching is like, you know, you just, you made it, you, you were opened yourself up to receive the message, right? Like, and it wasn't, you didn't make it about yourself. And I think what happens is, is whenever we find ourselves um, in that state of restrictiveness, right, where we're not feeling expansive in our work, chances are we're making it about ourselves, right? But when we're making about those that we're here to serve, and we're realizing that whatever the message is, is going to flow through me, that it's not about my, my innate wisdom, my innate knowledge, like anything that I personally have to offer in my experience, but more so what's going to come and flow through me to serve and elevate the, the experience of some of the person that I want to serve and help. Um, whenever I'm in that space, I feel like my, I'm at my most expansive. And I love that you brought that up because oftentimes I think when we're not experiencing or seeing the impact of our work in the way that we want to, it's because again, we're, we're stuck up here, right? We're stuck yeah. in the masculine, yeah. you know, but when we step into the feminine and let it flow and just channel and be be in that deeper sense of intuition. I think that was the other thing too, is like moving away from technology and automation and structure and all this stuff into connectedness and intuition that it, it gives us space to not only breathe and feel ourselves within our work, 
but also to expand and connect deep, more deeply with others. And so, yeah, I just love that you said that because I think that's really powerful. And it's something that I would say almost nobody's thinking about personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, and, and, and to answer Ashley, when we talked about uh, fear and authenticity and all mm -hmm. that, you know, some of my best classes and, and even I feel like my best lives or my best con content, if you will, is just me being really personal and really honest. Yes. Like, wow. Mm. I'm going through this. Like, I remember one yes. time I was about to teach. It was a big class. There was pro it was an evening class. There was probably like 20 people or something. And I just like, I don't know, my boyfriend and I just broke up or something like that. And I was literally like bawling. I was like yeah. bawling. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I have to show up in front of 20 people and I'm supposed to hold this space and I don't even have my shit together right now. Like, what am yeah. I going to do? And I stopped and I surrendered and I said, okay, what is the bigger lesson in this experience right now? And I took, and I took a few minutes to just kind of gather myself. And from that space, I was able to walk into the classroom and I was able to, even though my eyes were still a little bit puffy, I was able to channel in, not to my mind story of like, oh my God, we're over and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. like, no, like, wow, what a beautiful gift we have when we connect and open our hearts to someone and how much we're able to feel or whatever. I don't remember the message. This was years ago, but it was something about like moving beyond my mind again, yeah. like you said, and just really moving into what's real people connect yeah. to what is yes. real. And, yes. And that's really, I mean, the, the biggest part of our business from masculine to feminine, I feel like today is this, it's like we yes. are moving into a space of realness of Kate creating space and time for ourselves to ask ourselves what is real, what is awake, what is alive, mm. what does want to be felt and how can I honor that inside yes yes so beautifully and profoundly said and it's so crazy that this is even coming up because literally yesterday I was talking about how the truth is always our responsibility the mm. truth is always our responsibility and so when we lean into the truth and we're willing to speak our truth from wherever we are however that looks however it shows up right? That mm. again, it gives us permission to connect, right? And that's really, again, we're moving into that space. And that is also our responsibility. When we, if we want to see this cultural shift, if we want to see this paradigm shift, see its way through, right? We have to carry that through. And we carry yes. that through by enabling and empowering ourselves to connect more deeply with others. But we do that first by connecting deeply with the truth within ourselves, if, whether it's good or bad, ugly or beautiful or whatever. Right. And just say, mm -hmm. the truth is my responsibility to share and to call out and call up. And so therefore I'm going to, I'm going to just step into this space. And when we, I've noticed, and I think that that's what you just demonstrated is like when, when we do that, people, it pulls people towards us. Right. And it also, mm -hmm. again, it empowers them. And I think we're in the space right now within our culture where, where we all want to show up in a more, in a way that's more real. And so we have to do that. We have the, that's, that begins with our own willingness to be transparent and to show up and just say, Hey guys, like I'm struggling, you know, Hey guys, this is where I'm at. I, I'm, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm figuring it out. I'm working through it. I'm sharing it with you, you know, and it sucks right now, but I'm, and I'm I don't still need working to know. through it. Yeah. I need to know. I think that's a big thing too, is like, we don't always have to need to know. I think yeah. giving ourselves to feel and just to feel yes. without having it to need to be or to mean anything. It's like, Hey, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling this sensation right here. And I don't want to put a story around it. I just want to be able to have the permission to just feel into it and it doesn't yeah. need to mean anything. It doesn't need to go anywhere. It's just, just the permission alone is, is really yes. powerful. And permission to struggle. I think that's another thing too, is that we anticipate somehow we think that we get to a certain point where it's no longer going to be hard or where it's not going to be difficult or where there's not going to be struggle. And I think, or when we are struggling, we're afraid to admit it. 
And mm -hmm. I think it's like, if we can, if we can just give ourselves permission to say, you know what, yesterday was awesome. My business, I showed up in my work and my business was great. And maybe today, like, whoa, I don't know what happened, but it was a really hard day. That's okay. Give yourself the opportunity, yeah. give yourself the opportunity and permission to lean into wherever you are to experience it fully and then allow that to launch you more, you know, just rapidly into that next phase of your life and in your work. And so I'm so excited. This is like a perfect segue to get into the relationships tomorrow. Like, Oh my yeah. gosh, this is like lining up so perfectly. Of course it is. Cause we didn't plan it. We didn't move from the yeah. mind. We're like, okay, we have some topics just based upon a conversation. We have some things that like <laughs> came up in our conversation. It's like, we're just going to flow with it because we know yeah. that it's just gonna, it's not about us ultimately at the end of the day. It's about what everybody else is feeling and, and moving through. And those of you who have been with us this whole time, thank you so much. Um, yes. Again, share this out. If it's, if it's resonated with Please. you, if you've gleaned yeah. something, like we're all in it to help each other and to support one another. And the more yeah. people that can see this and feel this and read into this and listen to this, the, the more we all help each other gain this connectedness and this, this sense of awareness yes. and it's been fantastic. It's been a, it's a, been a great day too. We still have one more day, which I'm really excited. Yes. About. Yes. Oh my gosh. So tomorrow guys, tomorrow is going to be, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in this. It's all about relationships. So we talked about how to connect deeply with yourself. We talked about how to connect more deeply and to show up more powerfully within your business. And tomorrow we are going to talk about connecting deeply in your relationships. And we all need help with that. <laughs> So yeah, right. That's like the, the biggest mystery of all. <laughs> I know. So it's going to be fun. And it's also how do we shift from, again, this old understanding of what relationships look like, feel like, what we've seen, what we've been taught into a space of love and respect and connection and true um, and cultivating space for one another. And that's been that's been a really powerful theme for me. So I'm excited to share. Ooh, I'm excited to share too. It's a juicy topic. I feel like everybody, 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 we're all in relationship, whether you're in a romantic relationship or right. a family relationship or a business relationship, what we're going to talk about tomorrow is going to encompass them all. So yes. thank you guys for your awareness, for your attention, for your questions, for your active engages, engagement. Yes. We love this conscious conversation style. And thank you, Natalia, for bringing mm. it today. And for showing up and, and for just being so aligned and, and an amazing inspiration and, and coach and offering all your nuggets of wisdom. And I hope that, um, yeah, we're going to have an epic day three tomorrow for sure. Back at you, beautiful. Thank you. I cannot wait. We're going to rock it. All right, guys. And also, if you have any other insights, um, for those of you guys that have been watching that, or that come to you or questions that come up to you, come to you as a result of this conversation, put them in the comments. We would love to respond back and, and kind of continue the conversation in the comments. So by all means, like, let's not stop here, right? Like we would yeah. love to hear whatever comes to you afterwards and we will see you guys tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> all right. Adios, you guys. Thank you so much. Right. See you, Natalia. Bye.